Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be discussing righteous or healthy anger versus destructive anger, otherwise known as rage. So healthy anger is a necessary emotion that communicates to us that there's been a threat to our existence, uh, to our boundaries, which have been violated, or our needs are not getting met. It's a productive anger, and I call it a righteous anger because we have a right to it. It's a necessary anger that influences us and motivates us motivates us to take action and to protect and defend and, and get that which we need to get in order to survive. It's also the anger we get when there's an injustice. Let's say there's tyranny, uh, bullying, manipulation, there's narcissism, uh, and I believe it comes from spirit. Our spirit is communicating to us through anger that there's a threat, that there's something that's not right, and it allows us to motivate ourselves to ultimately do what we need to do in order to correct those injustices. So destructive rage is more of an all-consuming emotion, and I do believe that rage comes from anger that has not been processed. So, you know, in childhood, when you're forced to stuff down your feelings, eventually the rage has nowhere, the anger has no way to be processed. It can't communicate to us what it needs, what we need to hear. And eventually it just builds up and it becomes destructive. Uh, when that happens, when you feel uh, the rage, you know, you feel like you're possessed, uh, it clouds your judgment and it causes us to act in ways that are out of alignment with our authentic self and with our higher self. Uh, it causes us to harm ourselves, others, our loved ones. It shuts us down. It doesn't allow us to be productive. It doesn't motivate us to take action. It usually just uh, causes us to either uh, destroy ourselves or become depressed or explode on other people and hurt them. So I do think it's extremely important to identify the difference between someone who's angry and what anger is and how it could actually be something that we need. And without it, it actually can be very dangerous. And rage, which just sitting with rage and not understanding what it is can make you feel like a terrible person. It can make you feel like an angry person. But in essence, there are differences between anger and rage, and we also want to know, okay, how do we deal with rage? Let's say you do have rage. Are you, you know, what, what do you do with these elements of, of intense feelings that feel like you want to hurt yourself or other people? So let's start with anger. There are many different reasons why we get angry as people. And just because you get angry, it doesn't mean you're an angry person or you're an impulsive person. Uh, oftentimes we have an association where we feel shameful because we get angry, but ultimately being angry having anger is not an issue. In fact, I believe it's extremely important and necessary and healthy for the human condition, like I mentioned earlier. So why do we get angry? A couple of reasons are, first of all, we feel out of control. We feel helpless to change the outcomes of our lives. Uh, if we've been disappointed or we had an expectation that was not met, uh, let's say we're attached to an outcome and that outcome uh, did not come out in our lives and ultimately we are extremely disappointed. And as a result, we have anger. Let's say our needs are not being met and we feel helpless to meet them. If we're being mistreated or violated or our boundaries have been crossed, it is part of the grieving process. So oftentimes there's this place for anger when you feel like you are in essence helpless to change the outcome of a relationship, but so you know it needs to end or somebody dies. And ultimately that anger is the difficulty we have with letting go of and accepting the reality that is. Uh, if we feel disrespected, if we are living in fear for hypervigilant, there's threats everywhere. And again, you cannot protect yourself, then you're angry. And finally, 
you feel betrayed. If somebody's betrayed you, there's that element of surprise, of shock, of, of really just feeling that gut wrenching emotion of feeling like somebody who had your back, who you thought loved you or protected you was ultimately betraying you. So now let's talk about rage. Why do we have rage? So like I mentioned, the, the long-term inability to process regular healthy anger leads to rage. So it's this buildup and usually happens because in childhood we were not allowed to express ourselves, we weren't allowed to have a voice, and as a result, we forced to stuff them down. So again, as a result, there's these many years of emotions that have been stuffed down if we have childhood wounds, right? So if we have feelings of inadequacy, of shame, of victimhood, so as a result, there's this feelings of helplessness, that helplessness, like I mentioned, is going to lead to feelings of rage. Like you want to fight back, but you can't fight back, and ultimately that rage oftentimes gets stuffed down, becomes self-destructive, uh, it becomes depression, or it becomes explosive, and we hurt other people. So I want to make a side point here about parental anger. Now, I speak to this point as a parent and ultimately as somebody who is a victim of a parent who is extremely rageful. So you're going to get angry. If you're a parent, you have kids, they're not going to necessarily listen to you exactly the way you want them to, and you have patience, but ultimately that patience gets used up, and then we have anger. And so it's important to understand that when you have that anger, to have compassion on yourself, maybe it's a childhood wound, maybe you're just pissed off because you're frustrated that the child won't listen to you. But I do want to make an important point here that I think is extremely important when dealing with anger as a parent. So when a parent lets out their anger on a child, essentially what they're doing is they're sending a very profound message that this discipline or whatever they're telling the child has very little to do with the child's growth and their well-being and has everything to do with their frustrations as a parent. Now, you may not be trying to send this message, but that's the message that the child is picking up. So when you react from this out-of-control, dysregulated emotional state, in essence, what you are teaching the child is that you're not safe, and, and the child, because of which, cannot trust you, and they feel abandoned, they feel rejected. So it's so important to regulate your emotions the best you can, no matter what is going on, no matter what you're experiencing, it's important to practice the pause and then approach your child and communicate to them in a way that they will hear what you're trying to say as opposed to you know punishing them or bullying them to get a message or forcing them into submission that will only cause them to feel helpless and usually shame and force them to stuff down their own feelings. If you are effective in bullying your child or, or, or getting angry at them and finally they, they listen to what you're saying because of that anger, in essence, they will not be doing it because of the message you're trying to send, which is that this thing is a good thing to do, but rather they'll do it to avoid punishment and they'll do it out of fear. And eventually when the parent is no longer around, they will have been able to avoid the parent's wrath and then they'll probably do it anyway eventually. So I think as parents, you know, I'm not preaching. I am guilty of this all the time is that our emotions get the best of us. We get frustrated. Children, you know, they're kind of like little narcissists. They just like do whatever they want. They don't really respect you. Um, I mean, obviously you have to command respect and discipline them, but at times they just have no regard for anybody else. They are egocentric. So in essence, they are supposed to be going through that natural stage of narcissism and, and narcissistic growth. So as a parent, it can be difficult. So have compassion on yourself if you screw this up. If you do get angry and let it out on your child, you haven't destroyed your child. Uh, it's just important to try again and realize that, you know what, next time learn from that experience, see if you can kind of uh, practice that pause, calm yourself and, and, and approach the child from a place of, of compassion and emotional regulation so that they can feel safe with you and ultimately hear the message that you're trying to send. So, you know, rage is extremely destructive. I grew up with an extremely rageful parent and just lashing out, no empathy and 
you know, as a result, I'm aware intimately of how this affected me, definitely forced me to stuff down my feelings. And most specifically, it forced me to stuff down my anger. And as a result, I didn't have access to the anger that I needed in order to survive, in order to uh, really be in touch with my emotions so that my anger can communicate to me what it needed to tell me to survive. So that's part of my healing journey was getting an access to those negative emotions, to anger, so it can actually allow me to, to identify where the threat is and, and how to protect myself and meet my own needs. You know, rage is extremely destructive because it, what it does is it causes us to do things that we would not do if we were sober. You know, it clouds our judgment. It gives us a sense of moral superiority. And as a result, we get to hurt whoever we want in any way we want. And it's always justifiable because we are the righteous ones, right? It causes us to hurt the very people we love and it causes incalculable long-term damage. So it's important to understand there is a place for anger, but rage can be so destructive and causes us to just regret so many of the things we do to the people we don't want to do it to, the people we love the most. So I wanna focus on a small nuance between the fixed and the growth mindset when it comes to anger. You know, anger in the growth mindset can be very productive and it can be used as a tool to learn better communication skills, manage boundaries, and it fuels us to take action and ultimately learn life lessons and learn from our mistakes. It's an emotion like any other that is coming to teach us. So it's important in the growth mindset to not identify with this feeling, uh, but see it as something that is separate from you, but also part of your experience so you can feel it, learn from it, and allow it to help you grow. And from this perspective, it's the soul communicating something that needs to be corrected inwardly, maybe a relationship pattern, maybe a wound that needs healing. So it's important from the growth mindset to allow it to teach us. In the fixed mindset, anger, is it just causes us to play the victim, causes us to blame people around us, and it fuels a sense of inner superiority and entitlement, which is just egoic. So that's why I do believe that rage and just fixed mindset is more egoic and it doesn't allow you to grow and it just causes you to feel like you're stuck and you, you know, you're just a victim of circumstances of the world around you as opposed to the growth mindset, which is the soul's mindset, which is there to teach you and allow you and fuel you, use that energy to fuel you in the direction of something you can actually do. Uh, you're never helpless. You can always do something and maybe it's just change your perspective. That's the growth mindset, which frees you up and sets you free from that prison of feeling like a victim of your own circumstances, of your past, of your uh, emotions, of the things that have happened to you. So how to deal with anger? You know, anger as I understand it is misguided passion. It's like an energy that we just don't use in a productive way. Uh, it has no way of being expressed. It is usually a repressed emotion. Whenever we get angry, it's important to get curious on why it's there and what it is communicating to us. Are there childhood wounds that have been triggered? Perhaps it's a present day threat to my safety and my well-being. Perhaps someone has violated my boundaries. Perhaps that person was me. Maybe I violated my own boundaries. Maybe I'm mistreating myself. I need to have compassion on myself. I need to protect myself from myself. Uh, is there a need that I need to meet, be it a childhood need or adult need. Uh, and even as simple as, let's say, thirst or hunger, you know, we get hangry, right? Because we're hungry. It's, you know, what are our needs? Are we being there for ourselves? Are we meeting our own needs? Whether it's spiritual, emotional, psychological, relational, anger is a way of identifying if there's a need that might be in need of attending to. It's so important to heal the shame and the relationship we have to anger. Anger is not a bad thing. It's important, especially if we were raised in homes where expressing yourself and personal needs and having your own voice was shamed, was shut down, and you were made to feel like anger is a terrible thing. You know, feeling anger, uh, like I mentioned, it's vital for our survival. It's natural. When we don't honor it, it erodes our sense of self, our well-being, our mental health. You know, anger left 
unresolved in process, especially for years, uh, becomes rage and it becomes catastrophic to the personality, to our intimate relationships. It does not allow us to have inner peace. It does not allow us to have clarity and it doesn't allow us to really be our best self and show up in relationships as our best self which would then allow us to be connected to other people and, and, and feel fulfilled as a result. So it really becomes a hindrance to our ability to connect with other people, and that becomes an issue because connection is health, is healing, is happiness, is joy. Disconnection is destruction, uh, and, and ultimately we want the things that make us feel happy and fulfilled in this world, and therefore anger can be one of those things that keeps us from that as opposed to bring us closer. So I wanna finish off with a line that I made and it goes like this, honor your anger, but do not worship it because if you do, it will destroy you. So we have to respect it. We have to see it as something that needs expression. It needs an outlet. And whether it's punching a punching bag, yelling out in the field, writing a letter and burning it, just allow your anger to show up. We just have to make sure that we don't let it take us over because if it does, it becomes destructive and ultimately can punish people and punish ourselves in ways that are uh, causes long-term damage and really doesn't allow us to fix it, which would be a, a very much a tragedy. So if you are struggling with anger, uh, you are certainly not alone. I struggle with anger all the time. It's one of my primary emotions that I struggle with, which is why I, I really want to do this episode because I think can imagine that many of us, especially if we're wounded, we feel uh, violated, disrespected, humiliated, and oftentimes we're just shoving down our feelings for decades. And that is not good. It does not lead to health and happiness and joy. So it'd be an honor to help you uh, work through your anger so you can actually use it in a way that can communicate to you important messages about what you need to know to survive and to be happy and to be healthy and protect yourself. If this is an interest to you, if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I'd be happy to do so. My email is yitz at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone number, 818-210-6049. Please do reach out for a free 15-minute consultation and discuss how I can be of service to you on your healing journey. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.